0: What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios, which happens to be in my car right now. Funny story, I've got a recording app on my phone. And I started having, I had an idea for our, for the a podcast this week. been thinking all week long, what should I talk about? And then one hit me this morning. So while I got in the car and I'm driving on my way to an appointment, um, I thought, I'm just going to you know, sp- speak up because I'm more verbal than I am writing stuff. I don't like to write stuff down, but I love to speak it out because I process while I talk. So I will use this recording app for just that purpose. So I thought I'll just record some things and then when I'm going, my ADHD brain goes all over the place and so I'll record a thought and then I'll turn off the app and then I'll record a thought and I'll hit pause and I'll record another thought and when the thoughts come to me, I just keep recording them and next thing you know, I've got you know 20 minutes of just little one minute blurbs 10 second thoughts but this time it was a little different this time I hit that record and I just started talking I just, and I just kept on talking and finally about 5-10 minutes in I realized oh man I'm still recording it just kept flowing and so I just kept on talking so here is the podcast uh, that's why the audio quality is a little bit lower is a little bit worse because I recorded it on my phone in my car but that's why and I could try to reproduce this uh, with my podcast mic in my office, but this the way it flowed. It would—I I I just don't think I could pull it off. So I thought I will use this recording instead. Welcome to Happy Life Studios, where we are here to make you happier. Let happy life studios what's up happy lifers i've got an idea for you peacock has a show called gold medal moments whatever the name of it is but i think we should do one on no metal moments and then share the lives of when you look at all the olympians Man, there's a lot of stories out there. In fact, I get kind of overwhelmed sometimes. I I don't want to miss. I'm a type of person, I don't know if you call it FOMO, but if I go to a hotel and they have all these amenities, if I check out of that hotel before I used up all the amenities, I kind of feel like I maybe wasted some of my time there. And I know that's silly, but that's just kind of how I am. So the only frustrating part about the Olympics for me is I want to make sure I capture every moment. Just not every gold medal moment, but... Every moment in the Olympics, because every Olympian has some type of a story, and that's what I love about the Olympics. I love the story of the Olympics, I love the commercials of the Olympics. I don't understand why we don't do that more often. Why can't we be inspirational when the Olympics aren't going on? Why can't we be national when the Olympics aren't going on? Anyway, when you look at all the stories that are out there, and man, there's so many, It's, it's it, I get overwhelmed with, uh, there's no way I can, I love how NBC will wrap up the day and they'll show the, the major moments. Um, but there's so many other moments out there. I think if I went to the Olympics, it'd be a great dream of mine someday to go to the Olympics. But I think if I went to the Olympics someday, it'd be too tough because I wouldn't know what to pick. It's like going to a PGA Tour event where you don't know whether you should follow one golfer around or if you should just stay at one portion of the course and watch all the golfers pass that one portion. When you watch it on TV, TV kind of takes you all those places. You're not live, but you you get to experience more. I find myself, when I'm watching, when I'm at a live event, like a live sporting event, um, a professional sporting event, I find myself wanting to rewind. (laughs) or Like if I miss a play... I'm talking to my friend next to me. I I look for the replay. Well, there is no replay because it's live. I even find myself on the radio wanting to rewind what the lyrics of that song or that portion of the song. And I'm like, I want to rewind everything because I'm used to everything being so digital. Well, that's kind of how it is with with the Olympics for me. I, I feel like if I was there live, I couldn't see everything that I can on TV. But I would want to see everything. I just wish I could take the two weeks of the Olympics and turn into two months so I could capture every moment of the Olympics. And I just feel like I'm missing so much of the Olympics. I just want to see so much of it. Well, with all those Olympic athletes and all the stories of those that win just three medals, those that hit the podium, there's so many stories, there's no way we can even capture all those stories. Well, they are just a small sliver of the amount of athletes that are actually out there that never reach the podium I think my idea for a tv show would be to go around the olympic village and interview people that didn't win the medal or watch people around the olympics and find things that they are doing right gold medal lives right like catch them when I used to run camps uh, I've spoken at camps, I've counseled at camps, I've been a camper myself, um, I've ran camps, and when I run, I've done, I've done the athletic events for camps, been the sports director, and uh, when I've been the sports director, when I've ran the camp, I've always wanted my sports to go like this. I, it was on a point system, it wasn't on a round robin kind of system. It's, I liked it where you could get points for just about anything. Um, you give away points and what you could you could give away points and honestly part of the selfishness part of it was (laughs) like if I was thirsty I could tell some kid hey here's a buck can you go buy me a soda I'll give you a thousand points (laughs) they they would do it even those a thousand points equate to absolutely nothing but if they know they can get points for their team they would do it well it creates this this buzz you know, we, we did a thing so differently. Before, sporting events were always for the athletic in mind, but they weren't for the artistic or they weren't for the, the casual or, or some of the other personalities. In other words, you know, if you played basketball, you loved it because you, you would join a three on three basketball tournament, you'd play basketball for your team, and you'd do all these sporting events, but the kids that didn't like sports were forced to go to the sporting events. They were bored. They had to spend their whole afternoon going to a sporting event and being a part of it because you got points for participation and you didn't even like it. So I said, What if we did a thing where, you know, let's say I love the sing. I could challenge somebody from the other team to a sing-off. And we make up our own rules. Like we can get a partial, impartial judge. We can determine by ourselves, but we determine that. And then when the competition is over, we both or all of us involved in that competition go to the person, the people around the campground that are keeping score and we say, I challenged this person to this contest they won, I lost. While well, then the winner gets 10,000 points and the loser gets 8,000 points. So they both get points for doing it. You can challenge each other to a spitting contest. That way every, everybody could get involved. We gave out a lot of points for for cheering and for involvement and for attitude and we were the people that kept points were trained to watch kind of to spy out the the campers and when they would do something that no one else would notice but then they would say later on and we would announce it for the whole group yeah so and so today was caught making somebody else's bed or somebody fell down or sometimes you just go to the individual camper and just say I want you to know that you know you earned 20,000 points for your team what I didn't do anything today yeah you did we saw what you did. We saw that you were, you know, you gave up your space in line or someone fell down and you helped them up. Or we noticed these little things that are heroic. Honestly, heroism is simply doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. But most of heroism goes unnoticed, which is my whole frustration with a lot of the garbage that goes on today. We we pick out people's flaws. We pick out people's mistakes and we capitalize on them to make our, our own social media feed seem better to get more followers for us you know it's like climbing on the back of others to get higher up it's just I just think it's ruining um, social media I think it's ruining our country when we when we do that but what if instead if we started highlighting people's successes what if we went online and started highlighting people's successes or we just started going online like One Happy Life or Bethany does she goes online and finds people whose posts seem negative or they, they, they have a, a little bit of a A hurt to them or there's a negative thing going on there and she'll go to their to their post and she'll just say something positive about them what if we went on people's social media and said and just started liking their pictures and and saying man I love that picture um you know there's so many ways to do and that's kind of idea for my story for the you know the no metal lives the no medal Olympics where we would send journalists in there and reporters in there to watch the lives of people and how they live when they're not on the podium, how they live when they're not on the arena battleground, when they're not on the ice, when they're not in the water, when they're not, you know, performing their sport, how do they respond and how do they respond to others? I would love to find, I would love to highlight lives of people who never make it to the goal because that's the majority of the olympics will never the majority of the olympians will never stand on a podium and yet they go anyway with the hope that maybe they will but even when they don't they still like michaela schifrin this year man you know they keep touting her to be she's gonna win all the golds and 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 she probably was going in there i think you have to go into the olympics singing, i'm gonna i'm gonna win gold but it reminds me of two olympians i won't say their names but two olympians and it was in the O I i think it was in the oh six olympics but two olympians were asked skiers downhill skiers were asked what their dream olympics would be and one skier said if i come out of here with a gold or two that's a successful olympics for me the other skier said if i come out of here with a smile on my face it was a successful olympics <laughs> i was like that's what i'm talking about right there i mean I, yeah you sure you want to go for the gold but that There's more to the Olympics than just the gold. You know, There's more to life than just winning. Winning in life doesn't mean you get the gold because if it does, then only three people out of hundreds ever win. And even that one person, when they didn't get the gold, they got a silver, and you could see their look of dejection on the face. And actually, I was embarrassed that they represented my country. Instead of them being thankful for what they did get, they were disappointed because they didn't get the gold. And I get it when everyone's saying you should win the gold. You know, I understand its appointment, but you're representing a country. When you step up on that podium and you take the silver or the bronze, or whatever, be glad you got that instead of because I didn't get the gold, I can't be happy. That's silly. If I performed in the games and I did well, by the way, those two skiers, guess which one became more decorated with, a, with medals? <laughs> it was the one who said, if I come out of the smile on my face, there was no pressure on them. I think that was part of Michaela Schifrin's situation like everyone is saying gold 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 and the amount of pressure I mean you look at Simone Biles this last summer the amount of pressure that's on Olympians to perform and to win gold imagine if we changed that around and said the amount of pressure to just go to the Olympics and have fun. Do your best. You gotta do your best. That's a thing. You can I wouldn't walk out of the smile on my face if I didn't do my best. That doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. It means I did my preparation I did my workouts my training I got to sleep when I needed to get to sleep. I was think I was mentally prepared. Then, if I make a mistake, it's okay. I made a mistake. Mistakes happen. There's no perfect run, right? So, you, you go to the Olympics and you and it, what if we supported people and said, "I want you to go to the Olympics and I want you to have a blast." But I want you to have a blast playing your sport. I want to do you, you to do your sport as good as you possibly can, and then we let the medal rest in the judges' hands we let it rest in the time clock's hands but we're going to be happy when we walk out of the olympics i think that would change a lot of the heart of the game and i think what makes the olympics so great is there's a lot of people that have that mentality so if we could do a show where we begin to highlight people catching them doing something well in the olympics and we report on that forget the olympics what if we just did that in real life You know, the news always has one feel-good story that they play at the end, which they need to because we just had a half hour of nothing but a bunch of negative killing, thieving, I mean, broken humanity, this is how bad it's getting, (laughs) and then they give you one feel-good story. Well, at least they do that. But imagine if we had a news channel where we did nothing but feel-good stories. We did nothing but championship stories, the no-medal stories that are secret to most people. But they still did the heroic thing, doing the right thing at the right place for the right time. Now that's what I call winning a life gold. So anyway, that's my thoughts. That's my Olympic thoughts. Been a fantastic Olympics. I am just so proud of humanity. I love how speaking of which you know, there was the the American Olympian that that on their tryout on the qualification run kinda stumbled a little bit and um and the other olympian for america gave their spot up for that other person and then they ended up both getting in the olympics i mean you know after the race was done they thought i'm I'm out of the olympics and and uh so the other person shows up and says by the way um you can have my spot that's what i'm talking about <laughs> that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about men's curling in, a, in in United States. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't live in other countries, so I don't know all the stories of all the other countries. Um, I did come across a story in one of the shows about the Italian curlers there's like a 100 people in the whole country that go curling and they were talking about going to the olympics but it was just these guys that just were just like regular guys that look like between ice fishing they would they would do curling i mean and yet they're going to go to the olympics the i don't have all the details of the story but when i watch it it was just it was just it was amazing to me i love that um but most of my stories obviously are going to be from america because i watch american tv because that's where i live but you know the the team that won curling, the first team to ever win gold in curling from the United States. The United States rarely ever did good in curling, if I remember correctly. I don't have the best memory in the world, but the ones who won all got rejected, kind of by the American Olympic Committee. I mean, they were they were called Team Reject. I mean, this guy Schuster didn't make it. You know, they had like a school for all these people, and the, the skipper Schuster, what's his first name? I can't remember. Um, but the skipper didn't make it and instead of complaining, he just went and got a bunch of the other rejects and said, Hey, let's form our own team. And so they didn't go through the regular channels. They just went and formed their own team. I did the same thing when I was in college. I tried out for the traveling music team and I didn't get it. And I obviously wasn't pleased with the people that, that I was a young kid and I thought I had all the skills and I was disappointed that I didn't get picked and someone else got picked and and uh, so you know what I just did anyway? I just grabbed a few of my friends and said, let's go travel this summer for the school anyway. And we did. And we were told later on by the vice president of uh, in charge of recruitment, they said that we were we were just a, a non-formal, we're, we put our own group together. And they said that we were in the, one of the top three recruiters of the entire school. And we were just a bunch of guys that got together and wanted to travel to camps. But it was because how we lived our life. When we went to the camps, we wanted to go and we wanted to sing. We wanted to do our stuff. We were fun. We were funny. We sounded good. Um, we were very entertaining. But sometimes they already had a music group from another school that was the formal group. And some was even, sometimes it was even from our school. So we had to counsel. Counseling is tough, especially if you're in middle school. <laughs> Counseling can be tough. And we would do 10 weeks of summer. And we would be so worn out. And every once in a while, someone would say, hey, why don't you do the music for us? But, we would do whatever was called on us to do because we were there to help the camp. We weren't there to help ourselves. We were there to help the camp. Now, we would rather help the camp by singing and doing something like that than, than doing all the hard work of, of counseling. But we were going to help the camp however we could help the camp. And that's gold medal living. And that's what Schuster did. He grabbed all the guys that didn't make it, you know. And, and then they come on the, and they win gold. It's like the story of David and Goliath. That's what's so great about the Olympics. There are so many David and Goliath stories (laughs) in the Olympics. And I'm saying, you know, David actually made the platform. He he did it in front of the entire country. It was a big win. Um, Goliath was a giant, and David was, was from the other team. The giant would come out and taunt the opposing army and say, hey, send one man out to fight me. Well, easy for him to say. I think they should have sent the whole army out to fight him personally. But David, this, this kid, just went out there and how would the king even let him go out and fight that giant? But he went out and, and beat the giant and, and in front of the whole entire country. you know, So he was on the podium. But there's a lot of Davids out there facing a lot of Goliaths that don't always make the media, that don't always make the news. Just imagine if we began to highlight them. And instead of waiting for someone to highlight them, what if we did it ourselves? What if we started our own? TV show, so to speak. What if we started doing it on our own social media? Forget about even the media portion of it. What if we just started doing that in life? The no metal round. The no metal living. We start, hey, I saw what you did, and I want you to know that that really inspired me. Thank you. Man, that goes a long way. And it makes both of us feel good when we do that. Make someone happy Make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. So, anyway, there are my thoughts on the Olympics. I hope that helped. And you will be happy too. Remember, life isn't perfect, but I can be happy. D-Base steve gives me health steve coaching provides me with uh, with just health in my life not physical health yeah that maybe a little bit that because we hang out together and that's good to be happy and all that but like uh, health in my family health in my ministry in my job in my brain in my life just provides that element of overall health for me steve o uh helps me be creative. He helps me in my creativity. Uh, I'm, I'm a semi-creative person, but I'm very limited in my own brain, in my own mind. And so Steve-O gives me, uh, just helps me bring brings other things to the table. And uh, and in that, the third thing that kind of goes along with that is he brings a different perspective. Uh, he, he shows me how to look at things from a different lens, a different viewpoint, things that I would never think of uh, on my own or think through on my own or think about it in a certain way uh, that I would maybe, I would think about them. He would think about them totally differently. And that really helps me. If you would like more help on this topic, go to our website at happylife.lol and click on the coaching tab for more information. Mention this podcast and we'll give you half off the first month.